It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last just... Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutritional education and counseling. And I am happy to be able to share another life-changing story today. Mm. So two years ago, Steve took the Weight and Wellness class series in North Oaks, and that was our Weight and Wellness Center. And before he started the class, his doctor said he would need to go on insulin because his blood sugars were too high. Mm. So he didn't want to do that, you know. <laughs> but also his triglyceride level was very high. His cholesterol numbers were high. But after taking the weight and wellness class, changing his eating, he no longer needed insulin. Nice. So that meant his blood sugars were down. Yep. His triglycerides dropped dramatically. And his cholesterol slid into that normal range. Two years later now, <laughs> his numbers are still good. Awesome. So they're normal. He doesn't need insulin. But you know what? He keeps coming back and taking classes every <laughs> once in a while because he knows it keeps him on track. It's Another like, thing that he does is he records his food choices all the wow. time. He learned that habit in the weight and wellness class yep. and he, because it keeps him focused. Yep. And he's doing great. That's awesome. So joining me today as our co-host is Anna Durhock, who is also a licensed nutritionist with a master's degree in nutrition. You know, Anna really knows her nutrition, <laughs> particularly some of those hard-to-remember biochemical pathways. <laughs> but most important, she can help you achieve your goals. You know, she does it with lots of fun, lots of laughter, and a lot of caring. So yes. Anna, welcome we're going to have a great story. Oh, we are. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Got um, any of those life-changing stories? I do. Oh, good. I have a lot, but I'll just share one because obviously we want to get to your guys' calls. But mine um, is a client, and, she, and her name's Claudia, and she has been a client for at least four years, maybe five. And she's beaten colon cancer. She She's a five-year cancer survivor. Wonderful. Yes. So, And she did it mostly through the nutrition. She she wow, She says great. she's never felt better. Um, she, all of her digestive problems that she had before are totally cleared up. Um, she eats a good six, eight cups of vegetables a day, eats salmon every day, Dar, you'd be so proud. Wow. That's wonderful. Yep. And she, um, and now she's lost 60 plus pounds. She put on a ton through prednisone, through chemo and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And she looks amazing. Like she looks like a totally different person than when, when I first met her. Um, so, and she runs four or five miles, five days a week. I mean, she's wow. just a powerhouse and she's, wow. she's in her mid mid fifties. She's got to be somewhere around there. Okay. She's an amazing woman. So anyway. Wonderful. Yeah. And so she's been working on it for a yes, while. Yes. For, for at least four years. Yes. Yep. It, we, that's the other thing. Nutrition doesn't happen overnight. No, it doesn't, unfortunately. <laughs> but the benefits of nutrition doesn't yes, happen. That, that's right. You that's can add, right. you know. So <laughs> today's show, we know, is a call-in show. Mm -hmm. So... You get to ask your nutritional questions. Yes. So, so if you have a question uh, and would like to call us, it's 651-641-1071. 
and we are going to be ready for the answer. Yes. So again, let me repeat that number. Just 651-641-1071. So Anna, before we start getting callers, yes. let's share some information about eye health. Okay. Because that's really a... It's becoming a problem, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. So one of the common eye problems that clients complain of is dry eye. I bet (laughs) many, many, many clients have that problem right now. My husband, same thing. He's always had really dry eyes. Um, so I'm even learning things about what he can, you know, help with his eyes. So, um, but you may ask, why are so many people experiencing dry eye? And especially as they get a little bit older. Well, Russ isn't older. So. He's not. He's not. 32. That's not old. Okay. So the lack of moisture to the eye is often the result of a deficiency of either a vitamin A or zinc or omega-3s or all, all, all three of those. So omega-3 fatty acids. And when you lack vitamin A or zinc, your body doesn't secrete sufficient mucus, and that can result in dry eye. Mm, That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So one of the remedies is taking a teaspoon of cod liver oil because it's a great way to get vitamin A. So does Russ take cod liver oil? He doesn't, but he takes fish oil. But maybe I'll have to get him on fish Uh oil or cod liver oil. Yes. So we know that sardines are high in vitamin A. But not many people are willing to eat <laughs> sardines on a regular basis. Oh, they're so good. So taking cod liver oil is really a great solution. Yes. You know, and again, when we look at zinc, research reports that 73% of the population mm-hmm. today is deficient in zinc. Right. So I kind of believe taking a zinc supplement of about 50 milligrams is usually necessary if you have dry eye. Yep. So I often re- recommend our reacted zinc daily, and usually I have people taking that at bedtime because minerals absorb better if you take them in bedtime. Yep. So if you wonder if you have a zinc deficiency, you really can just stop into one of our offices <clears throat> and ask to take a simple zinc tally test. Yes. And we always have people test their zinc level in our weight and wellness classes. Mm-hmm. And here's another little tip about <laughs> if you have low zinc, you might crave a little sweet after a meal. You know, yeah. it's if you crave sugar after a meal, it's a body sign that you're low on zinc. Yep. I used to crave it after a meal. Okay. Yep. Um, Dar, we have a, do you want to take a caller? Sure, we can take a okay, caller. Okay, let's take the, our first caller. Chris, did you have a, did you have a question for us? Yes, I do. Thank you for taking my call. My sure. husband yeah. and I have been my husband and I have been following the weight and wellness way for about four years now. Feel great, excited about it. Tell everybody we know. And Good. but our, awesome. one of our challenges that we commonly get is comparing the weight and wellness way to the popular China study. Mm-hmm. Like, and how do you respond to that? Well, you know, I actually saw the. Um, the re- the researcher that did the China study had a presentation, and and there were two people presenting that day, and the man that did the China study and I can't remember his name right off the top of my head, and then on the other side was someone that wrote like the paleo diet, right, and they compared and they were both actually the gentleman that was doing the paleo diet was probably about five years older than the man that did the China study. But they were all older gentlemen. (laughs) But the health of the two was so dramatically different that you could hardly 
believe because the man that did the China study was very frail, weak, mm-hmm. um, you know, lacked that that well-being, that z- where zest. that zest for life, mm-hmm. where the gentleman that was the paleo diet person was full of energy, actually older, as I said, and was just right on. So that made me think, hmm, that's really interesting. So as we, as we know, the ve- the um, China study is a vegetarian study. I think that as you look at the research on that, there was some flawed research in that. Mm-hmm. So yep. that was, I don't know, that's my take on it, Anna. Yep. And Gary Tubbs talks a little bit about that too, yep. the flaws in his research. And yeah. So I I don't know. I, I, I feel way better eating more of a paleo, you know, man, but, animal protein diet. Yep. So yeah, and you, pr- Chris, you probably do too. We do, too. We do. We really feel great, and we appreciate, and we listen to the call every week. So thanks so much. Okay. Thanks, thanks so Chris. Much. Thanks for your call. <laughs> um, do you want to take another one? Oh, sure. We okay. Can. All right. We have Linda. Good morning, Linda. Did you have a question for us? I do. Good morning. Good morning. You know, I've taken a couple of your series of classes twice and, and uh, do my best to follow the program. Love it. I'm wondering about belly fat in particular. I'm 60, and it's just that uh, stuff around the middle there that I'm really having trouble getting rid of, and if you have any suggestions. Well, I mean, uh, obviously, the thing is you've got insulin resistance, and it really takes a long time to break through that. But I think a couple of things is you've got to realize, keep realizing every time you eat that you should be picking vegetable carbohydrates versus grain carbohydrates, yeah. keeping a, keeping the carbohydrate level lower, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then, you know? Yes. And then probably the other thing is to make sure that you're taking omega-3 fatty acids. Mm-hmm. Those, those, those two things down. seem, and it's a slower process. Yeah. I mean, it is a slower process, but if you keep working at it, you can win at this battle. I don't yes. know. Anna, do you have other? Um, yeah, I think you said most of it. Linda, did, have you taken out gluten or, or gluten grains yet at all? Have you cut those out? No, I haven't done that. I've thought about it. <laughs> I, I, I would start there if you haven't, because they, they, there's so much research out there how uh, even just whole wheat bread raises your blood sugar and uh, just skyrockets your blood sugars. And, and that will definitely cause the belly fat around the middle. Um, ah. so, and even more so than even white table sugar. Um, so I would definitely try that at least for a couple months and just see how you feel. Look, oh, and I'm getting the break sign. Sorry, Linda. But that would definitely be a, one thing I would start too, besides Eldar's yeah. wonderful wisdom. No, I think that's, that's a great idea too. Yeah. It, it, great. Thank you so much. Thanks, okay. Linda. Thanks for taking the classes. Um, well, we need to take our break. And um, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you have questions for us today, please call us at 651-641-1071. And when we come back, Jar is going to answer a Facebook question about what causes headaches. So remember that number, 651-641-1071. If you want to feel better, you want to have more energy, you want to sleep through the night, feel less achy, improve your digestion and your moods, look at nutrition. Good nutrition can change all of those things, and the educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness want to help you. They do this with their weight and wellness classes. It's a series of six classes. You can learn so much about your body and how to properly fuel your body. 
Did you know that poor nutrition is related to more than 90% of all health conditions? Learn how to properly run your body. The educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness can help you through the weight and wellness classes. Right now, if you register with a friend or family member, you'll each get $25 off. Classes are taught at Nutritional Weight and Wellness offices and many other locations throughout the Twin Cities. Call 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com to find a class near you. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, we had a Facebook question. What causes migraines? So, you know, often it's the food that you're eating, honestly. Mm-hmm. So here's some ideas. You know, try eliminating gluten grains, you know, and that's the wheat and the rye and the barley and the oats. And eliminate dairy products. Often mm-hmm. it is the dairy products mm-hmm. that causes migraines. MSG, peanuts, cashews, and sugar. So if you get rid of all those and, you know, so, and then the other thing is you've got to eat several times a day because sometimes it's just a drop in blood sugar and you get a migraine. Yeah. I get migraines from low blood sugar. Yep. Mm-hmm. So try to sleep eight hours a day um, or a night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I recommend taking 400 to 600 milligrams of magnesium glycinate because that relaxes all the muscles and even the muscles in your blood vessels. Yes. Drink 8 to 10 glasses of water per day and no soda. Sometimes migraines are related to hormone surges like high estrogen levels. Mm -hmm. So detoxing excess estrogen is often very effective. So there are a lot of causes for migraines. You know, Mm -hmm. it's really one of those things that you have to problem solve. And we have a lot of different answers. And I think we've probably had almost 100% success in helping people get rid of migraines. Right. So... You know, if you do, uh, call us for an appointment. It's 651-699-3438. And we can give you a a personalized nutritional plan for eliminating migraines. That's right. So we were talking about, Anna, before we went on break, we were talking about dry eye. And we were talking about some recommendations. Yes. So, again, if you have dry eyes, I recommend taking 3,000 milligrams of omega-3 fish oils. Um, for really dry eyes, also maybe taking um, three um, GLA. So this is a, an omega-6 fatty acid called GLA um, daily. And that, that'd be about 600 milligrams of GLA. Right. Yep. And of course, drink lots of water. Don't rely on the soda or alcohol because they both dehydrate you. So the other thing that you have to think about, dry eye may be a warning that you have or you're starting to develop an autoimmune disease. But, you know, sometimes it's just lack of hydration. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you lack Mm -hmm. water or you lack essential fatty acids or maybe you've been following a low-fat diet for too long. Mm -hmm. So then all your tissues, especially the cells in your eyes, have dried out and then you're experiencing discomfort. Right. So, you know, dry eye problems can actually affect your quality of vision. You know, people take drops all the time. They use the drops. But it doesn't solve the real problem. It's kind of like a Band-Aid. Yep. It's really, dry eye is really a nutritional problem. Yep. And getting to the root of that is important. And we we also had a caller who um, just wanted to know if sugar causes um, dry eyes. And we were looking at, and Anna, you're really good at the biochemical pathways, I know. <laughs> 
and we couldn't figure out one. Yeah, I, I, I don't think sugar necessarily causes dry eyes, but it could cause macular degeneration because of the, all the free radicals that it produces. Yes. And we're going to talk about that, but I'd like to get to a collar. Okay, that would let's, be great. Let's do a collar first. Okay. Okay, so we have Christy. Good morning. Oh, do we have Christy or do we have Tamara? Christy. 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 Okay, good. Sorry, Christy. That's okay. Do you have uh, a question for us? Yeah, I was just wondering. I have really itchy legs, specifically, okay. and um, I was just wondering if that could be somehow nutritionally related. It's just my legs, and it's so itchy that I'll, like, just scratch them until they're bleeding and scabbed. And oh, my gosh. Wow. It's all the time. Okay. Anna, you're on. You ready? <laughs> Do, is and it's not eczema or psoriasis. No, it's never been figured out what it could be. It's I, just very dry. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely omega threes. Probably GLA as well, which yeah. is an omega six. Uh, okay. It's probably just those two things are really deficient. And, okay. And maybe you've been following a low fat diet for a long time. I don't know. Yeah. It it could be just you're just super deficient in those healthy fats that actually help nourish your skin. Okay, I have one other question, too. Um, okay. I know that me and my whole family needs to take one of your classes, but I'm just wondering if you ever do, like, a family consult, like, oh. for my husband and my daughters, too. Yes, we I do. Yep. We all just have different issues. That. <laughs> yeah, we do that all the time. Yep. So you can, so do, and it's usually, a three, it's usually a three-hour family consult. Okay. Do you yeah. know how much that is normally? 350 I think so. Yeah, three fifty. <laughs> I think for a family consult, and it'd be again three hours, and we'd address your guys's individual needs. Right. Okay. Yep. So just call right. our office six, you know, the six five one six nine nine three four three eight, and set up a time. And yep, Anna would be okay. great. For I would you. love. I would love to see you. Please come see <laughs> me or anyone else, but that's fine. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Christy. You, Christy. So we'll take another caller. Yes. Let's All right. Take another caller. Um. Tamara, good morning. Hi. Hi. Um, I have a question. My daughter is going to be one in a few weeks, and I am looking at starting her on whole milk. And currently, we're just we're still doing breast milk and and then water. Okay. And I'm still planning on breastfeeding a little bit with her, but my big concern with the milk is I have a relative and who's in that population of people who believe that milk is not good for humans or cow's milk is not good for humans. Mm -hmm. And she started um, talking about some of the studies, which I don't, I haven't looked into, so I don't know how strong the studies are, but referring to the, the casein or casein, I don't know how to pronounce that. Casein. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and cancer and I love milk. So I've been drinking milk all the time and, and I only buy organic and I'm just wondering you know, being a first-time mom, you hear some of these other things, and then you start getting worried about what you're feeding your child. And so, Anna, I think you're perfect because <laughs> you've got you know a, young children. Yeah. I've got a, a, um, just to put your mind at ease. You know, my my oldest, she did she handled whole milk just fine. Um, my other two didn't, so I didn't put them on any type of milk um, after they were breastfed. Um, they do like almond milk so i do let them have that occasionally when they ask for milk um but they're very healthy they don't have problems with their bones or any other types of issues that you would think you know not having milk as a child so they're the fat in the almond milk 
if I were to have to go that route. Not, not really. as yeah. There's no. not. It's not like whole milk. No, you have to really supplement with mm-hmm. other. I mean, avocados and things like that. Yeah, but my kids are great eaters, so I I never worried about that. Um, so it's kind of like you have to look at this on an individual basis. Some yep. kids are going to react to the casein, mm-hmm. and other kids are going to do just fine with um, either. Yeah. You know, they some. And some kids do better on goat milk. Yeah, some kids can handle goat milk. I mean, my kids like coconut milk for a while there. Yeah. Like the real good whole fat stuff, and I just watered it down. But um, so it, it's like Dar said, it's totally individual. And okay. if your daughter handles the the whole milk fine when you transition her. And especially as long as you're fine. doing organic milk, yep. that yep. would be perfect. Is yep. there anything that I need? I know when I was looking at my organic milk, it talks about, it says it's ultra pasteurized. Well, try to get something that is not ultra-pasteurized, and I don't even know if you can actually buy milk that is not ultra-pasteurized. It's going to be it's going to be in a glass bottle. Yeah. Okay. If it's an organic whole milk, it's going to be in a glass bottle, and that's then that you probably the know you're safe. Okay. Yeah, okay. like Cedar Summit Farms or something like yeah. that. Yep. All right. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tamara. So I think, Anna, if we look at our time, we maybe we be, should take a break. Yeah, because you know how we could talk. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can talk. So we're going to take our second break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. The Weight and Wellness Series is starting the week of September 10th, and we are offering this series in St. Paul, Wyzetta, Lakeville, Buffalo even. I think that's the first time. Edina. Yes. Maple Grove, and North Oaks. So let me give you the the details. These classes are six weeks long, so two hours once a week. And would this class be right for you? If you say yes to any of the following questions, this class is for you. Do you have digestive problems? Do you have cholesterol issues? Do you have blood sugar problems? Trouble sleeping? If you need to lose weight, have pain and inflammation, maybe a family history of heart disease, then maybe it is time to learn how to use life-changing nutrition. So call us today, 651-699-3438 if you want to sign up. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. So have you ever asked yourself, do I have habits holding me back from being the real me? (laughs) You know, if you keep doing the same thing, you'll keep getting the same results. Mm -hmm. You know, has living on a low-fat, counting points, or eating packaged foods work for you? So to free yourself from the habits holding you back, you know, you need a new approach based on real food. You know, fall is a great time to unleash those things that are holding you back. Mm -hmm. So break away from the old bad habits to new healthy habits. So call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. You know, or go to our website, weightandwellness.com, to learn more. And again, the Weight and Wellness series is a fantastic way to help you start breaking some of those habits that people have. Well, Dar, Mm -hmm. I wanted to continue our discussion about the the eye thing. Yes. Because it's really important, and I mentioned macular degeneration and how that can be caused by eating too much sugar. So let's ca- talk about this leading cause of blindness in older adults. Okay, so if any of you have macular degeneration de- or just want to prevent it, um, so many so many people today have mac- macular degeneration, and it is and it is largely largely preventable, um, or at least can be delayed by wise food choices. 
which mm-hmm. we have seen daily. Mm-hmm. So not many people realize that correct nutrition can prevent damage to the retina. So good food really does have remarkable results. Um, so what should you eat to prevent macular degeneration? I bet you know it isn't sugar. No. It's not sugar. <laughs> Definitely not sugar. Actually, again, we talked about this earlier. It creates free radical damage to the cells. So, I, well, free radicals. Yes. Those are what damage the cells. Exactly. So, But sugar creates those free radicals. So we want to prevent those. So kind of to put put it, to help you visualize free radicals, free radical damage, you know, I like to describe free radicals as like little molecules with spikes on them. Yes. That kind of grind away at your cells. Mm-hmm. And then your cells break down. You know, and the retina is rather fragile and it can be damaged very easily by free radicals. And maybe because I think there's a lot of sugar being consumed in our society, yeah. like 53 teaspoons of sugar a day. Easily, which is, is well over people, a cup. So no wonder we have such an increase in macular degeneration. Right. So you say, okay, where do free radicals come from? You know, certainly if you smoke, mm-hmm. this causes free radicals. Yeah. But also eating foods with too much sugar. Mm-hmm. So any foods that contain partially hydrogenated oils, such as margarine. Yep. You know, and people still are eating margarine. It's hard to believe. Yep. Uh, things like Crisco, those shortenings. Yep. You know, even refined oils such as corn oil or soybean oil. These all contain those free radicals. Yep. So if you're eating, uh, this is what I hear all the time, eating microwave popcorn <laughs> and a candy bar at night for a snack. You yeah. just increased your free radicals. Right. But honestly, when you eat spinach, kale, mustard greens for breakfast, you're eating to protect your eyes from free radicals, and then less damage occurs to the retina. Right. So you're preventing it just right there from eating a good breakfast. And I know we say, when we tell people to eat spinach or kale for breakfast, at first they're a little shocked, <laughs> and then they start doing it, and they say, Oh, I like this. Yeah, and it's not so hard, right? It's just, it's a it's a different, it's a paradigm shift. That's what I call it, a paradigm yep. shift. So if you have a family history of macular de- degeneration, you may want to eat more vegetables such as broccoli, kale, Brussels sprouts, cabbage. Um, and broccoli and Brussels sprouts are a very are very protective for the retina. Uh, they are some of the healthiest veg- vegetables you can eat for your eyes. And even better for your eyes would be to to eat two free-range eggs with your broccoli. Um, So not only are you getting the antioxidants, but you're also getting those omega-3 fatty acids the retina needs from the egg yolk, which Mm. is DHA. Yes. You know, last Tuesday night, I was driving home from work, and I heard this public announcement about (laughs) the increasing rate of macular degeneration. And I was thinking, oh, I was going to talk about that on the show. <laughs> and it was like, although it is the leading cause of blindness in people over the age of 60, this announcement was suggesting that we need to start teaching our children what to eat to protect wow. against macular degeneration. So it certainly is becoming a serious problem. Yeah. And Anna, one of the things that I was talking to Mary Huggy, yeah. and, you know, she is in charge of... Uh, nutrition for one of the Minnetonka schools. Yes, that's right. And she was talking about they are now having kids eat kale at their school as oh one of their gosh. food choices. That's awesome. Yes, such such a change. No but kidding. it would just fit right in. Totally. So do you think we should maybe take... Yeah, let's take a couple of calls. calls. Okay, yes, Sounds definitely. Good. All right, so we have 
Patty, good morning. Good morning, Patty. Good morning, Patty. Patty? Hello. Hello, Hello there. Are you still there? Yes, I am. Hi. Um, I have two questions. Um, one's about vitamin D and one's about omega-3. Yes. Do you want me to ask them both together? Exactly. Or Go ahead. Sure. Okay. Um, I had my vitamin D checked at my doctor about two and a half years ago, and it was in the 20s. And so he had me taking 2,000 units in the morning and 2,000 units mm-hmm. at night. Yes. And after about a year, it just only went up to 34. And now I just had a checkup, and I asked if he could check it again. And he said, you know, insurance wouldn't pay for it, and so the clinic wouldn't let him check it. And he thought 34 was fine. Um, but I'm wondering... Uh, shall I just keep taking the 4,000 then, or could I be taking too much if it's gone up? No, I think you're probably, mm-hmm. you know, if you're at 34, you know, it would be wise if maybe you might even have to pay for the test yourself, but it is wise to have it checked every year mm-hmm. okay. to see what your vitamin D level is because it can fluctuate. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we really think that 50 to 80 is the ideal range for vitamin D. Those are kind of the new lab yeah, recommendations. Yeah, optimal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so is, is there any lab anywhere but a doctor's office, or do you have to do it at a doctor's office? Uh, there are other labs around, and I don't even know where or... Yeah. You know, I don't, I know that there's even these minute clinics that uh, oh, okay. you could do. So okay. yeah, that's a possibility. Right. And then my question about, I I have, I think, real good quality omega-3 capsules, but okay. they still kind of hurt my stomach. And I heard yesterday on Dr. Phil, or Dr. Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, <laughs> that um, the red krill oil was more easily digestible. Would that be just as healthy for you? As you me? know, I don't think it really is more digestible. It's... Okay. Uh, I think a couple of things that you can do with fish oil is make sure that it isn't rancid. So mm-hmm. the smell of your bottle. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if it smells fishy, maybe it's not good. Yeah. Okay. And also sometimes I just bite into the capsule and see if it does taste really bad, okay. then it is rancid. Yeah. You know, if if everything's good and the fish oil is good, then maybe put it in the freezer and then that it'll open up when it gets, you know, into your intestinal tract. Oh, okay. So yeah. that works for a lot of people. Yep. Okay. And but if I would choose to try the red krill, is that I don't. You know what? The, what we have found is it isn't any uh, any more effective. Okay. But it's more expensive. Okay. Yeah. But it's not less effective. And uh, no. Patty, are you okay. making sure you're you're eating it on a taking it on a full stomach? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because sometimes that can definitely cause issues yeah. in the stomach. Okay. Okay. All okay. right. All right. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you for Patty. the call, Patty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> So we'll take another caller. Um, and we have Janet. Janet, did you have a question for us? Yes, I do. Um, I've been eating the well- weight and wellness way for years now. Okay, great. I'd, I'd say about 80% of the time. And have low fi- thyroid function, and I'm on um, armor thyroid. But I'm wondering how I can support um, the low thyroid function um, through what I'm eating. Okay. okay, you know, a couple of things that um, you might be a little bit low on iodine mm-hmm. and because of the fact that we don't get a lot of iodine here in Minnesota. So if you are you need to take use sea salt that has iodine added to it, mm-hmm. I believe, and okay. 
Sometimes uh, people really actually need to take a little extra iodine, not a lot, but a little bit. Or I know we have a supplement that's called Thyrotane, Mm -hmm. and Thyrotane has a little bit of iodine in it, and that seems to help people. And I know since you're on Armour Thyroid, you're you're going in and having thyroid tests taken, you know, once or twice a year. So um, you could... You could see if it's helping. That's yeah, a that's nice a, you way. Can, yep, you can gauge it. Yes. And then also ha- that also has tyrosine in it, which helps make your, your actual thyroid hormones. So okay. And animal protein, yep. you know, makes And fish, ty- fish tyrosine. is high in iodine. Yep. Seafood. Yep. yep. Okay. And then I also was wondering, I know you um, don't always agree with what the doctors recommend as far as an LDL level. I've heard you say you think they are trying to push it too low. And I'm wondering, what do you recommend for LDL and HDL and triglyceride levels? Well, I think if you're looking at uh, HDL, it should be at 50 or higher. Mm-hmm. You know, some of our clients have 80 to 100 HDL, which is excellent. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking at LDL, I think it's more important to actually go in and have the particle test done. Yep. to see what kind of LDL you have. Some people have higher LDL, but they have protective. the kind of the protective, the A-type particles. Yep. And so it's fine. And then some people have the B, B, B-type, which is kind of the small BB type, which is more detrimental. Yeah. So you have to know more information, I believe. And you just have to ask your doctor to you know, give you those tests. And they're, mm-hmm. and they're getting more and more so that they will. Okay. And then for triglyceride levels? Well, we believe um, 75 or under, but you know, Dr. Davis, who is a cardiologist that wrote wheat bodies, he, um, uh, he, wheat bellies, he believes that it should be, I think, 45 or 50 or something like that, you know, lower than that. Yep. So he's much lower. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Janet. We have to to take a break. So you are listening to Dish Nutrition, and we'll be right back if you have questions for us, 651-641-1071. When something is simple, it's called a cakewalk or easy as pie. Funny how there's no easy as pie diet. But now there is a plan to make shedding pounds simpler. It's called Nutrition for Weight Loss. That's right, using Nutrition for Weight Loss. Created by the nutrition experts at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, Nutrition for Weight Loss will teach you the secret to losing weight and keeping it off. Nutrition for Weight Loss will create a personalized plan for you. It will bump up your metabolism to help you burn more calories. And there's no frozen prepackaged or liquid meals. You eat real food. With Nutrition for Weight Loss, you never get that hungry, haggard feeling. The program uses the latest in nutritional science to keep you feeling satisfied. And you'll love the bounce in your energy level. Find out more about Nutrition for Weight Loss. Call 651-699-3438 or online. It's weightandwellness.com. That's weightandwellness.com. Getting the body you want is easier than you think with Nutrition for Weight Loss. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, we have a great class for high schoolers and college students. And it's called Nutrition for Young Adults. And actually, we're teaching that in Stillwater on September 5th at the River Market. And we're teaching it at... um, Well, let's see. That's... Oh, I'm sorry. We're teaching that September 5th at Stillwater. 
And September 12th at North Oaks, I believe. And then way back in October, we're going to be teaching it in St. Paul. And um, so this class really helps college students learn how to avoid the 15 pounds that they usually gain (laughs) called the freshman 15. And we teach people and students, you know, what to eat to have better athletic performance, better Mm -hmm. strength, better endurance, more energy. And, of course, we teach students what to eat for better brain power. It's a great class, and we have fun, lively teachers. Right. And to sign up, call 651-699-3438, or you can go online, weightandwellness.com, and sign up. And we've got lots of callers, haven't yes. we, Anna? Yes, so, so let's get to them. Um, we have Luann on line two. Good morning, Luann. Hi, good morning. I I have dry eyes, so I was interested in what you were saying about that. But I, I am one of those people who does eat sardines. Okay. But I was, so I was just looking at the box of my sardines, and it says vitamin A has 0%. zero percent. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> well, it sh- sardines should have vitamin A in it, but yeah. then you really need to take cod liver oil. Yep. Okay. So, you know, you just never know. why. I don't know why that is. Yeah, yeah most sardines are very, very high in vitamin A because they're a fatty fish. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So how much cod liver? What, I mean, I know you said one teaspoon, but what does that? that that's like 5,000 I use mm-hmm. of vitamin 5, A. Okay. Yep. You know, that that's one of the things you don't want too much of, vitamin mm-hmm. A. Right, exactly. That's yeah. why I wanted to make sure I got that right. Yeah. Right. Just don't don't do over a tablespoon of cod liver oil. You get a lot of vitamin A there. That's no, right. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. Usually that's the right amount. But again, every brand of of cod liver oil is a little bit a little different. different. So you have to kind of look and see how much you're really getting. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Okay. I will. All right. Yep. And this, so if you're taking cod liver oil and regular fish oil. Do you reduce the regular fish oil a little no, bit? No, you don't. No, not really, because it doesn't have that much it's omega-3. I mean, it's got small amounts, but not, like, huge amounts. Okay, well, I've yeah. taken many of your classes, and I eat your way, and I love It's really helped me. So thank Awesome. You thank you. Thank you, Luann. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Okay, and then we have Sharon. Sharon, did you have a question for us this morning? Uh, yes, thank you for your classes and your shows. I really enjoy them. Um, thank you. My thank question you. is, I have a relative who wants to put a child on Adderall because he's hyperactive, mm-hmm. and um, he hasn't been diagnosed as ADHD as far as I know, or ADD, but instead, of course, because I know the importance of nutrition and what diet plays in a person's life, I've suggested they change his diet instead. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, But I guess, of course, as you know, changing your diet or nutrition is a process. So what should I suggest that they should start out feeding him to start making these changes where they w- might see the most um, difference, I guess? You know, I think the first, I think probably having them come in for a consultation Yes, but and, they don't live any, they live like six and a half hours away. So I thought maybe I could pique their interest if I could get them to start making some small changes first, and then maybe they'd be more willing to do that. Well, some people do actually drive in that far to see one of us, but, you know, we also do phone consultations. And, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. I, I would say they're maybe not quite as effective as face to face, but they're still. And mm-hmm. still good. And yep. I think the other thing is, to answer your question, probably getting them to stop feeding uh, sugar and bread. Yep. 
and more It'll protein. Get, yeah. Usually more protein is a huge problem. Yeah. Okay, so stop sugar and bread and then start with like more animal protein. Exactly. Yes. Eggs and that's in the morning. Help yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Start the animal protein and maybe some of the better, the vegetables and yes. stuff, the better carbs. Sure. Yes. And if you can get them to do that, that would be great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So, but thanks. That's Thank a you. That's a great solution. Yeah. Thanks, okay. Sharon. Thank you. Bye. So um, another caller. Yes. And we have Liz. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Liz. Hello? Oh, why is she held? Okay. Liz? I would like to know how to raise my HDL. Oh, sure. to go down. Yes. Also, uh, it, would it be better to take a good salmon oil instead of a fish oil, or does it not matter? Yes, it does matter. It yes. does. I, I do take the fish oil, but I was good. wondering... No, I think you're you're doing the right thing. Okay, and then like for the tests, I'm an older lady, so they used to give me uh, tests for my uh, blood for taking the cholesterol lowering drugs every three months. Now it's once a year. Mm-hmm. So well, you how see, do you increase your HDL? That's what um, I want to know. Well, two things, two major things. All right. Um, uh, fish oil, omega yes, three fish oil. Okay. So, are you taking? I am taking fish oil. How yes. much are you taking? Oh my goodness, I don't know. There's, I take fish oil, and I also take the flax oil. Okay, well, I would get rid of the flax oil, and okay. I would just take fish oil, yeah. and I would take at least three hundred milligrams of fish oil. Three thousand. Three thousand. I'm sorry, okay. three thousand. I know you meant. Thank that. you. Yes. Uh, okay. And so that would be at least three a day. Yeah. Three a day. Mm-hmm. And. Just do straight fish oil, not okay. these combination yep. oils. You know, just straight fish oil. Okay. Yeah. And okay. then also exercise. I know, and and I've had I've, I've had uh, health problems, which has uh, limited me on that, and I'm hoping to get going again. Okay. Okay. Um, those are the main things, and you know, try to avoid eating things with partially hydrogenated fat. Oh, I do. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, you know, yep. you you do do the best you can then with okay. uh, exercise, but maybe you know, again, make sure you're getting enough fish oil, and I think yep. you'll see the results of that. Okay. And they've even shown twice twice a week of the fatty fish eating the fatty fish helps raise the HDL Damn. too. So okay, yeah, all right, great. Thank you yep. so much. Okay, all thank right. you. Thank Appreciate you so the call. much. Um, so we have more callers. Yeah, we have Angie too. Angie, good morning. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. And your question? Yes, I have a 10-year-old son who has severe seasonal allergies, especially this time of year. He's bothered by them in the spring also. So I'm wondering what I can do. I understand from my work with a naturopath over a number of years to clean up my gut that it's more or less a gut issue. Um, And I'm just wondering what I can do to support his immune system. I mean, he's so congested, the sneezing, the itchy throat, itchy eyes, just really miserable. Well, I think a couple of things is, you know, again, reduce the amount of sugar and processed Mm -hmm. carbohydrates because that lowers his immune system. Right. And probably I would, I don't know if he drinks milk, but I'd get rid of it. Yep. Because that's really creates a lot of congestion. And then... I you know we have a product that's called Dehist and, and they actually have it for children. Yeah, yes, we've done that. I actually started that. Okay. At the beginning of August, and it doesn't seem to have helped him. Are so. you doing one or are you doing three? We were doing three a day. You're doing three a day. Yep. Okay. The other thing that I probably would add to him is some Aquaflora. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which would help him with his sinuses. Okay. And that's a liquid, and it's easy to take. 
Okay. And of course, I mean, you were doing probably omega-3 fish oil? Yes. Okay. And and probiotics too, did, did you mention that? Um, That's probably something I should start, correct? Definitely. I think so. Some bifidobacteria. Yep. All right. And then where do I get the aquaphor, please? We have it in our offices. Okay. Yep. Well, Anna... We, awesome. Well, Thank you, Angie. So, I <laughs> mean, had a great show. I had so much fun. I don't want it to be over. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thanks Thank for listening. So Have a great weekend. Yes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.